0: Welcome to the Pirate Monk Podcast. Yeah, we are coming to you live from Tennessee and California. Uh, I'm your host, by the way, your nominal host, Nate Larkin, joined as always by the omnipresent, omnibenevolent, and <laughs> omnitalented, omni benevolent. Omnibenevolent. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I yeah. had no idea.
0: Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm taking that one back. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I do know that there are 60 guys who have been waiting for this episode of the podcast because they were present uh, when we recorded it. Right. Hey, and I want to I wanna pause right
1: here before you yeah. even go on. I heard guys asking you, when is this going to be up? And then you yeah. give long explanations. Uh, look, I was on a road trip directly after this my computer ceased to be a anything but a doorstop so i have not had any chance to have put this up so yeah. don't give me any crap pirates
0: don't give me any <laughs> crap I'm not taking it crap store closed for business <laughs> uh, no listen i want to hear the story of the demise of
1: the laptop Okay, well, we, we talked about me bringing my son
0: on this trip for a Yeah, week- right. so oh. he, was at, he was at the retreat. Samuel, age 17, mm-hmm. senior in high school, senior trip with dad. He's coming east. You guys are going to hit the highlights of American history. You're going to go to Washington, D.C. You're going to go to Philadelphia. You're going to go to New York City. You're going to do it manly style. You're even going to camp out on the trip, road trip, tent, killer. <laughs>
1: Great idea. <laughs> and it all starts with him getting to hang out with a bunch of pirate monks. Yeah. So he's, he's been involved. He's tried to make uh, different groups with his friends for years. Super awesome. He's uh, developed silas relationships with his buddies. So he was pretty excited to be, you know, actually at a Samson thing with men. And it was, it was a
0: great joy to watch him uh, be there and to participate. Oh, I loved watching him interact with the, with the older guys. He just kind of stepped up, stepped in. It was great.
1: Yes. So we did that, and we can, we're going to talk more about the, <clears throat> the, the weekend itself. But, yeah, we did hit the road, and day one we just had a long drive from Franklin to Washington, D.C., found an awesome camping spot just across some river. I don't even know where we were. It was college something. Was the okay. We
0: Did you throw a, a coin across the Potomac or anything while you were there? None that, of that? Is that a rule? Is that a thing? Could yeah, I got yeah, my it's...
1: wishes? <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Nobody tells you the stuff you need to know. <laughs> okay. So uh it was it was a great, beautiful camping spot. Uh you could hear the freeway, but you couldn't see it. So there was just thick trees all around, but you're surrounded by freeways and things. Mm-hmm. And there's a bus that leaves straight from there, takes us to the metro, uh, takes us in the city. We don't have to drive.
0: No, this camping spot wasn't under a bridge or anything.
1: <laughs> yes. There it was, and it, there was uh people <laughs> handing out baggies of sugar for your coffee. It was fantastic. It was it made me really excited though. I was <laughs> (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) no this was a koa or something like that
1: right not a koa but way cooler but it was giant camp place so we get there and uh we're super stoked and we were gonna maybe try to go in the city but we're so tired from the 12-hour drive we're like let's just hang out at the campsite let's go get some food to cook over the fire so we get it I get him some special uh, drinks that I got for Caleb when we came and visited you. Uh, mm-hmm. and we found him in, were we in Birmingham or Montgomery? I can't remember which we were. We were in Birmingham,
0: right? We went through Birmingham. We went yeah. all the way to Montgomery.
1: Right. Oh, okay. Don't we don't went to Montgomery. <laughs> I don't remember which one we bought the sodas. But I get these special sodas for him and we're like, all right, let's hang out. And my computer was open. Uh, because I was also having to download some work to do while he was doing homeschool.
0: Because there was Wi-Fi at this campsite. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> and so we're sitting there, and he gets up and just accidentally knocks over that cream soda, which became a $1,400 cream soda, directly onto the computer. And it just, like, made a bright buzz and uh, off it went. Your Mac PowerBook just uh, went bye-bye. My, my MacBook Air, gone. But the, the irony was uh, we had been at the the Samson meeting, what, the night before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember what the topic was, but it was a. we ended up talking a lot about technology and trying to be more present. Yeah. So though it was kind of a necessity to get work done, and Samuel also needed to get some homeschool done, so we had a good spot where we both have to be working. Uh, that just cleared the the calendar entirely for <laughs> technology to not uh, interfere with me being present. Yeah. So we had a great trip after that. I mean, it was uh, Washington D.C. was just so fantastic. Philadelphia, we had a great time. New York City uh, at night, and then a whole next day was uh, I I love busy cities. Samuel was looking forward to it, but I actually think he liked uh, Washington D.C. better
0: that's what he told me yeah
1: yeah and then we went to Gettysburg cuz that's always been one of my favorite you know you get the feel of a Civil War battlefield that's the one to go to sure and then camped in the mountains of West Virginia where my uh, my grandma's people came from where my aunt Rose died run over at her mailbox no skid marks Uh, you put (laughs) that together she had some neighbors that didn't like that lady Yeah. so I had to see some West Virginia. And then we came back. It was a great
0: trip. Now she didn't play the accordion or the banjo, did she? Was that was that <laughs> I I I was never
1: told. I only met the woman once. Uh yeah. But I do know yeah, I don't think you know,
0: banjo players I can understand. Accordion is close. <laughs> N- none of that? Accordion is not close at all to deliverance <laughs> banjo players. No? No, because
1: the banjo you can just unstrap and whack someone with an accordion is just a horrible weapon. There's,
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Uh,
1: but I, I will say we made jokes about that because after Gettysburg, uh, I had I had chosen our campground because it was right in the middle of a huge green section of the Appalachians on the yeah. border of Virginia and West Virginia. It had wow. It looked great. So we're driving. And it's taking longer and longer. It had been literally an hour since we had seen a store or a gas station. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sun is starting to go down, so we're like, we gotta set this up. And then we start hitting the dirt road. <laughs> like what <laughs> the heck? We are now on a dirt road in the mountains of yeah. Virginia, and then we f- we finally found it with about ten minutes of sunlight. But it was uh, yeah, we were in the middle of nowhere, and it was gorgeous. But. Yeah. I was listening for banjos to start. You were,
0: with. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: So, anyways, our weekend—what a great weekend with the pirate monks.
0: Oh, the recharge weekend was fantastic.
1: I, it, it, did you feel like it was different? How did it differ for you from the Colorado weekend the year before?
0: Oh, wow. You know, that's a good question. Ah. Uh, Well, the Colorado Weekend was more teaching intensive. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
0: And interestingly, in the feedback forms, we didn't get a feedback response from a lot of the guys, but some of the guys responded to the survey. And uh, a top recommendation was that uh, they would have liked... Uh, more teaching and less free time. Of course, we only had two and a half hours of free time the whole weekend. That, that, is,
1: that is amazing that that was too much for some guys. That
0: shows their level of desire to grow. They just wanted to be together and wanted information. Uh, I thought, uh, of course, Jeff Schulte just kicked that weekend off unbelievably on great. Friday night. Oh, yeah. so strong. And I really look forward to seeing uh, where that partnership with Tin Man Ministries is going to go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, one of the, the accommodations were different. We were, all in, we were all in one building there, more motel style. Not, uh, I think the, the, the hikes in Colorado were a little bit more spectacular. Yeah. If, during free time, you can just go hike to a mountain peak, you know.
1: Yeah. No. yeah. N- nothing against henry horton state park uh but it it was different and not quite
0: <laughs> not quite it's, the rocky mountains let's just say it's not stunning
1: there you go yeah it, it no. looks like a nice park yeah and, and there was a random owl in a cage right in the middle so you had that
0: there was that <laughs> <laughs> but there was a, just a great spirit uh in the room uh from the very first night and it was i loved it we had guys who came from everywhere from 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 both coasts from uh as far north as canada and, and uh, minneapolis uh, from florida from texas boy
1: and I, I got to see some folks that i had not seen since uh the 24 hours of frankness we put on was that seven 48
0: years. hours of frank well i know you were frank 48. for 24 i was frank for 48
1: <laughs> 48 hours but i was like you're, you're,
0: you did 24 hours of frank is 24 hours of bullshit, right that's
1: that's right but uh, yeah. not, not in a row for either of them
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 yeah so that was that was super cool and it kind of shows how deep those weekends are yeah so i was seeing those folks it felt like oh you must have been in colorado Cause it feels like we just talked and it was yeah. years ago. Uh, and that's just how, how great you can connect on these weekends.
0: Yeah. Oh. It was so great to have bunker there. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we met some really good men and, uh, and I've got the feeling that it's the beginning of a long walk with those guys.
1: But I think we are a little more inspired to have uh, have these weekends more regularly and dispersed around the country so yeah. more guys can be a part of them. Yes. Uh, and even if they're just 48 hours of frankness and they do get, you know, a little more structure to them. Yeah. But we also got to try out the, the virtual meeting and the app stuff, and that, mm-hmm. that went well, showed some, some tweaks that needed to be made and what guys felt about it. So that was great having them participate with that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, of course, the big feature, uh, I didn't really know how it was going to go on Saturday night when we, when we recorded, when Mondo showed up. Newton was all planning to come, and then he wrenched his back at that climbing gym of his. And, and uh, just wasn't functional, but yeah. So we recorded the podcast before a live studio audience with the participation of the audience, and that was just a really good time, wasn't it?
1: So much fun! I wish we could do that all the time. That was yeah. great. You were really tired that night.
0: I was exhausted. Yeah. So,
1: so can we just say that I am talking more than you, not because of of my desire to step on your comments,
0: but your desire to go to bed at that point. Oh. I was ready to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was feeling my age, but still it was enjoyable. Uh, well, with with that thought, this is long, so we're going to break it up into two
1: different uh, podcasts so that we okay. can sit there for a couple hours listening to it. Uh, thus, the long introduction that some of you are like, just get to the live podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to break it up into two weeks. And without further ado... I won't even put a song between this. I'm just okay. going to go straight into it. Here Fantastic. we are with the live Pirate Monk podcast from Henry Horton State Park with our friends from around the continental United, uh, America, North America. Boy, I see. There you go. Whatever.
0: Well, let's not forget Sutian who came. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, we had one guy from Malaysia. From
1: around the world. Here That's right. The <laughs> global... <laughs>
2: Samson, uh, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, Sutien from Malaysia via London. Yeah, uh, yeah. This made it a global event, and here it is.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Pirate Monk podcast. Coming to you. Actually, no, it's not going to be live there. No, 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 but it, it's being recorded live at Henry Horton State Park in Chapel Hill, Lewisville. Chapel Hill, Chapel yeah, Hill, Hill, Tennessee. Chapel Hill, yeah. Just up the road from Lewisburg, home of the Goat Festival. <laughs> Yeah. We're recording this at the uh, Pirate Monk Recharge weekend. Uh, some guys went uh, to the goat festival. Uh, did they come back? Anybody here go to the yeah. goat festival? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. What? Yeah. Was yeah. it a and time? This is banter time. I want to know about it. I
4: saw one
1: goat. <laughs> <laughs> one goat. I it the goat festival.
5: It's called
0: the goat <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's
4: right. That's right.
1: That's right. Wow. So yeah, we, here we are. You guys are in it now. Now I realize some of you probably don't even listen to the podcast, so you can go play cards or something if this is weird and or boring. Feel free. We won't feel bad. But tonight, uh, you guys are the main guests. So uh, for those of you who don't know, he hasn't been introduced yet. No. This is Engineer Mondo Grimes here. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, So during those
0: episodes, high atop the mellow mushroom. uh, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and before then, uh, and before then, Mondo engineered every uh, one, starting with the very first one, right up up through episode two hundred something. Yeah. Yeah. About 200 of them, and, and and quite quickly you made the transition from mere engineer to kind of participant, co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you, I think you were out speaking one
4: day and you left Aaron and I to uh, <laughs> to hold it down. And at that point, it, yeah, it was on ever, ever since. So, yeah, yeah. That, that
1: was during the bad audio quality days. Do you yeah. remember during <laughs> that time yeah, yeah. where we kept telling Nate this is the worst audio quality ever? Absolutely. He says, No, no, it's fine. You're just <laughs> an audiophile. Fine. You and Mondo. Yeah. And then Luckily, people started commenting on iTunes. Wonderful podcast, but can't stand the audio any longer. Unsubscribing. <laughs> Thank you, whoever commented that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's
4: right, that's right. Yeah, we, we started... It's uh, because I was compressing the hell out of the audio, I yeah, think. Yeah, you were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was the one we were on the phones. Oh, was that, one, oh. oh yeah, yeah, God, that, that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That was terrible. There one. you go. Yeah. So we started, I don't know if you remember, it was November 19th, 2009. Wow Really? Yeah, I'll never forget it Wow <laughs> i never forget it Yeah, Actually, you were the guest on the first podcast as well, weren't you? Yeah, I was Mr. X I was Mr. X Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> What? What? <laughs> Oh man, uh, you know my identity had to be hidden. Yeah, As if right. my voice didn't give it away. Yeah, but uh, we ended up. Did we remove that? Yeah, I think it's stuff? gone. Yeah. yeah, we removed it. But then I reappeared. What did though. you talk about? Yes, yes. I reappeared though. Yeah. Yes. See, I was okay. <laughs> See, so Nate comes along, and I'm in the middle of my story, like in the middle of the hot, the heat, the everything that's going on. He has this brilliant idea. Hey, how about we record your story, what's going on today, and put it out for everyone in the world to hear it? (laughs) (laughs) Sure.
1: Sure. (laughs) But important feature, you said... Sure, let's
4: do it. I said, sure. Uh, that yeah. part's on you. Yeah, yeah, it is on me. It <laughs> yeah. is on me, you know. Um, but we had nothing to talk about right. that day. I mean, we were just trying to figure out what this thing was. So, um, But moving forward, man, uh, it's been cra- a crazy roller coaster. Yeah. It's been good, though. It's been good. So... Uh the podcast, I, I don't know
1: what your thought was at the beginning. Uh, to many of us, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just have a conversation each week. Mm-hmm. There's probably nobody listening. That's kind of the mentality that went into a lot of years of podcasts. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We just like hanging out and talking. Mm-hmm. And then if any interesting people come along that want to join in, that that's fun, too. Uh, there's not a lot of editing. I love when guests are like, you can edit that out.
3: Like, <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> not happening.
1: That's, that's funny. It's always the best stuff, right? They're like, that didn't go well. Take it out. And we're like, no, that didn't go well.
3: That's perfect. <laughs>
1: that's piratey stuff. Yeah. Uh so it's it, it has been fun, and boy, when you think about that many years and how many changes and surgeries mm-hmm. and sicknesses and yeah. healings, like that's crazy stuff. And many of you have been along for a lot of it. It's amazing stuff uh, some of you remember when you throw out just like episode uh, – God, one, somebody there was going, episode 178. That one that Aaron wasn't in and there was no guest is the best. <laughs> we looked it up, 178. It didn't make me feel good at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, in Colorado, we had people saying, like, yeah. episode 40 was really, really great. Do you remember? And,
4: we didn't think anybody was listening. No. No. Like for real. I mean, we've been up there for a couple of hours every week, you know, yeah. every week. Yeah. Like, I don't know who's listening to this thing. How many guys here have listened to the Pirate Monk podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool.
3: Wow. That's
0: great. Yeah. That's great. That's so
1: crazy. here's what we're hoping for today, uh, just, just for fun. Yep. Uh, you're directing this, which means you're going to have to come up. We, we had a lot of ideas for amazing audio to make this awesome, some wireless mic going around. So you'll need to come up to my iPhone that's sitting up. Here right now recording this. Uh, That's where we ended. That's where Uh, we landed. Yeah. And uh, you can this can. Let's see. Let's put a chair right here. So that's that's the hot seat. This is the question chair. You can ask whatever you want, uh, and or say whatever you want, and then we can edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) And or not answer it. So feel free to ask whatever. But you can ask Samson questions uh, about local Sam societies. You can ask personal questions about, you know, Mondo, boxers, or briefs. You might want to know. I don't know. Uh, You might have questions about certain episodes that maybe, you know, there have been certain guests where we get people writing in being like, I don't know how I feel about that guest. Uh, And maybe we don't either. Um, So feel free to ask any of those uh, because you guys have come along through a lot of personal journeys. So who wants to kick it off? Jump in the deep end. In the hot seat up here next to Mondo. Okay. All right. Come on up, man. Come on up here. you got to do it here. Okay, so you have to introduce yourself and where you're from. Any, any other piece of information? Boxes or briefs?
0: Boxes or briefs? <laughs> no. 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 You don't have to. No, you, you don't have, have to, to, Sam.
6: No. Okay. All right. So... I want to kick it off because <laughs> who are you? Yeah. My name is Sam. Okay. All right.
4: Hey Sam. Uh, I'm from awesome. I love that. Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah.
6: I, I am originally from Alabama, uh, but I am in Orlando now. The reason why I'm all right with kicking it off, um, is because, uh, the podcast actually saved my life. So I, I wrote, uh, I, I, had, I had been dealing with a, a severe, um, porn addiction since I was a young child. Uh, um, I was really jacked up had gone through some really bad promiscuity did some really dangerous things with really dangerous people uh, before i was in the lord and uh you know after i got saved and got married i thought everything would change and you know that was going to save me right okay. um but it didn't and um uh, before i disclosed to my spouse uh everything that i've been dealing with i was dying inside every day a slow burn and um every um i got prayed for hundreds of times i got all the advice in the world uh, but i was never truly known and i saw uh, i was desperate for something for a resource that wasn't churchy and uh i was on youtube one night and i saw nate's i am second video and it sparked something in me. So I went to uh, the podcast store and typed Nate Larkin in, and the Pirate Monk podcast came up. And I think it was uh, it was actually the first episode I listened to. It was one of Thaddeus' uh, his episodes. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I had dealt with unwanted SSA for yeah since I was a child, and uh, his episode uh, was on that, and it um, it just wrecked me. It absolutely wrecked me, and. Um, i wrote in to you guys it was actually the episode the informant that the guy that <laughs> matt damon played in that episode. Yeah. i wrote yeah. in and yeah. you guys read my my letter and i was very raw in it uh, because i was getting ready to disclose and um uh you read it and aaron you know you 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 actually, I remember, uh, you've reached out to me, and it meant a lot to me. And uh, when I disclosed to my wife, um, who was nine months pregnant, eight months pregnant, when I disclosed, Mm -hmm. full disclosure, uh, just totally vomited all my stuff up. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have anyone Truly. And um, Nate gave me the time of day and and uh, sent me his phone number and picked up the phone when I called. So, uh, you know, you guys may not think that anybody listens or, or you may have felt that way, but, you know, you saved me from dying you know so uh i appreciate that but uh i mean i guess as far as questions uh, or something to kick it off with stories are good you're gonna stick with stories <laughs> okay yeah i mean that's but if you have something go ahead well, I, I don't really <laughs> have. i really well, I don't have know. a question yeah, i mean no it's i guess my my thing is is so I, i'll tell you this and then i because i don't want to hug whatever but i i'm super passionate about samson because um i was a youth pastor for a while my wife and i were youth pastors together and so i you know i counseled people uh young young guys through sexual stuff i was at a uh i was asked to speak at a uh a youth retreat um a couple of months ago one of my buddies knows my story and knows some insight that i have on it and uh i I went there was about 40 kids there ranging from 14 to 19 several parents wanted to come here It, it was a sex talk um before the, uh, the the actual meeting started, uh, we prepped for Q and A. So I had the kids fill out note cards with their questions, anonymous questions, and I had a guy that was assisting me go through, um, you know, and kind of weed out multiples. Um, of the forty kids there, eight of them were, "I look at gay porn. Does that mean I'm gay?" Um, other questions were even more raw than that. And as I looked at this room of kids, I thought, you know, my God, do we have a chance? Like, does the future, do, like, do we have a chance? Mm-hmm. You know, I I, told, I did this exercise where I, I got the kids to put their phones out. And I actually got the the adults that were in the room, too, to put their iPhones in front of them. And I said, raise your hand if you have the Bible app, right? And everybody's like, Mm-hmm. And then I said, "Okay, now put your hand down if you never looked at porn on that phone." And everybody's hand stayed in the air. And um I thought, "Well, and I said, you know, why well, you thought you were alone today." You know. Um it's, it's uh, revealing, but it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate because our children, you know, I have a three-year-old and a three-month-old, and um, my God, you know, what's it going to be like? And, you know, when, I, when my house got DSL, I, the first thing I did with it was look at porn. So, do my kids stand a chance? You know, how how can we buffet this, and how what can we do to to you know, uh, like you said yesterday, Nate, like we're dealing with the dragon of this age. Um, we have to try to slay the dragon somehow, and I, and I think that um, Samson is is a way to do that. Um, I think that uh, because of the insight that I've gained from Samson, um. It's given me tools to one day talk with my sons um, before they have to tear their lives apart and implode. So um, I guess that's it. That's all I got. But uh, I don't really have any questions. But I I do want to encourage you guys and thank you guys. And, um, you know, just just want you to know that... um, because of that saving me, you know, you've impacted my children mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so oh, thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah. I thanks, appreciate Dan. it. Thanks, Thank guys. You.
1: That was a question Do our kids have a chance? Yeah. It's a great question, it's yeah. one that everybody should have an answer for an easy answer I'm hand off to you yeah. <laughs> yeah the answer is yes what, yes, are, we, we what are we Christians yeah. or not yeah. yes what uh, Yeshua. we yeah folks we uh, can just can I say one thing that you can be next uh, okay, on our our news culture we're addicted to having things that are shocking and big and horrific and you know it's it's hard for us to understand what it means that Christ is already victorious. And so, yeah, dragons, let's go. They're going to kill some people? Yeah, but oh, death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? There's no power in this because Christ is more powerful. And if the Christians buy into the outrage, that everything has to be an outrage instead of walking in the power of the gospel and saying, is that a big deal? Yes. Is it dangerous and damaging to souls? Yes. But Christ is still... He's the Messiah. And he's our Messiah. And we walk very differently. We can't walk like the rest of the world being terrified and paranoid. We can be wise... And we can bear each other's burdens and walk with each other. But, man, when I hear people afraid because the church, the the American church is dwindling, it's like, oh, thank goodness, about time we're going to see some real church action in the near future. I'm excited about the church my children will enter into because they'll have way less of the trappings of crap that I grew up with thinking that was real church and having to discover later, wait, a bunch of people made that up. Nobody told me I didn't have to have that. Jesus was enough. So, yes, your childrens have a chance because they still have Jesus.
5: I love that question. Come on up. Hi, my name is Steve. I'm Hi. From, Hi, Steve. I'm from Franklin, Tennessee, and I just have uh, not necessarily a question. I do have a question, and uh, but it. Uh, I don't know what a podcast is. I've never heard one. I don't even know what we're doing here. But but I heard one of you say the whole world's going to hear this.
1: (laughs) We're counting on everyone that listens
5: is here right now. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. This afternoon at one of our sessions, Nate gave a passionate, and I believe ad-lib talk, about the explosion of porn now. He mm-hmm. he cited some studies and percentages of things, and to me, it was extremely alarming. Mm-hmm. Alarming to the point where I think if we don't get our acts together, like Samson is, trying, is working on, we're looking at the future destruction of our whole society. And I, my question is, if Nate could explain this to the, the whole world now, yeah. what you told us this afternoon. Mm. Terrifying. And else. you brought oh. <laughs> your yeah, Keep hope. Keep no. hope in there. Yeah, no, no, let's have hope in this. Yes. My uh,
0: Ruby. Huh? Your granddaughter. My granddaughter Ruby, yeah. Thank you. All right, well, it's not going to have the same effect because you guys already heard it once.
5: Of the
3: world uh, has other f- people have
0: heard. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, what I told the group here at the uh, Pirate Monk Recharge Weekend this afternoon, uh, I relayed some information that I discovered just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, about how pornography is altering our culture in uh, disturbing ways. If we care about the future, it should stir us to action, not to panic. Right? That's good. Like okay. That. Uh, but uh, we just cannot minimize this any longer. For for the longest time, we Christians have imagined <laughs> that uh, you know this. Our whole battle against pornography is, first of all, a a private thing. It's about us. And it's mostly just about being good, about being better. Because there's something as though God says, uh, it's bad because God says, don't do it. Rather than, God says, don't do it because it's bad. Uh, it's becoming so. So the effects of pornography are becoming increasingly obvious, even to people who are non-believers. Uh, and here's one way in which we can see it. So there is a study, a global study that's done on a ten-year cycle. It's called the Global Study of Sexual Attitudes and Behavior, the GSSAB. Included in that study, and, and when that was it was done in 2001, it was done in 2011, a very large sample, more than 27, 000, or 23,000 people sampled in dozens of countries worldwide. Included in that survey are six questions that make up something called the International Index of Erectile Function. Yes. Uh, which uh, actually has been around for, for a few decades. And it actually measures... uh, Finish uh, the sentence fast. Yeah, it keeps track track of erectile function. So, uh, historically, the IIEF has shown that in males under the age of 40, the percentage of uh, 2% uh, suffer from erectile dysfunction of some kind. That's a historic, very stable historic number. Wherever it's measured, wherever it's been measured... Uh, For a very long time, it's been right at 2%, and in 2001, it was at 2%. Between 2001 and 2011, when the survey was done again, two very significant events took place. First, in September of of 2006, the first porn tube site went online, which proved to be very disruptive to the porn industry and spurred a lot of change there. Uh, and also made porn much more widely available. Now, users could upload pirated and homemade porn, and they could view an unlimited amount of it without ever downloading anything. Nine months later, in June of of 2007, the iPhone was introduced. The intersection of those two uh, streaming porn and the smartphone, an item that is now ubiquitous around the world. A Couple years ago, I, I taught in Tanzania on the slopes of Mount Kilimanjaro um, and drove through tribal areas. I wanna tell you, in the third world, people who don't have running water, who don't even have electricity, have smartphones. And uh, since it's much cheaper to set up, build towers than to run wires, uh, the, the, the Third World, in most places, is well-wired for, uh, for, 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 for data. Uh, so <laughs> in a lot of these African villages, this is a side note, a, lot of the, a bell will ring when they fire up the generator. They'll ring a bell and then all the farmers will will come streaming into the village uh, because all these octopuses will be laid out and they'll plug in their chargers to charge their cell phones. Now, here's what I found. When I talked about porn in Africa to Christian audiences, everybody was with me. They couldn't believe I was talking about it because they've never talked about it in church and they never expected a white guy to talk about it in church. I found the same thing when I went to China. In China, where porn is illegal, they have the largest internet police force on the, in the globe to try to keep porn out. Porn is ubiquitous. College-age kids can get it. They get VPNs, virtual private networks, and then they trade it. It is everywhere. And when I talked about porn in China, everybody was with me. Okay, so we've got streaming porn, we've got the iPhone quickly copied so that pretty soon everybody's got one. The next time the survey is done in 2011, the rate of erectile dysfunction on males 40 and under has jumped from 2% to 28%. And subsequent studies have shown that number to be accurate. In fact, the rate is growing. And it really doesn't matter where they conduct the survey.
1: So what—that—that's speaking to more than just like erectile dysfunction. It speaks to real relationships. So sure, absolutely. tie, Tie in what that means. Sure,
0: that means okay. That means a lot of things. First of all, it does mean that men are not that men are attaching to virtual images. Which means they are losing the ability to attach, or even to, to want to attach, to a real live human being. This strikes at the heart of human relationships. It tears apart the self-image of young women who are wired to attach, and now are no longer pursued in the way they used to be pursued because the feminine mystique is gone. There's no mystery. Um and now by the way girls in an effort to find out what, what where the boys went started going to porn. The fastest growing demographic among the porn addicted population is female. The pornographers have spotted that's where the growth is. They're pouring millions of dollars into creating porn specifically targeted to women. Among middle schoolers and up, porn use among boys and girls is practically at parity. How now are we going to create lifelong partnerships and stable families, an environment where children can be raised and cared for and can see a mother and father who love each other and respect (coughs) each other? And to do that without making
1: sex a bad thing again. Right. As Christians are tend to mm. swing the pendulum over here. Right. So now let's make sex the enemy, as if God didn't create sex to be a beautiful and important part of a relationship. I also, when you're talking about all these cell phones as well, there are wonderful things like Triple X Church Watch, Covenant Eyes, all of that. But honestly, the farther we go... Those are going to become less effective. They can kind of interrupt a cycle. Right. But I mean, just in my house, the amount of devices and ways, there has to be something deeper than a, a cork being stuck in it. It has to be something that's in my own heart and my own desire, which comes from being mentored, being discipled, being with other men. There has to be an internal drive that's also bigger than sin management that i desire to to know god more as my daddy and my desire for obedience is to create a space where that's happening and i stop filling the hard space up with my flesh fruit because in in the end corks aren't gonna hold back the dam there's not enough danish boys in the world Dutch, Dutch. Dutch, sorry.
0: sorry. (laughs) Is that that not the same place? That's why uh, I've got. I was I was struggling for the reference, and I thought maybe <laughs> I had a thing for <laughs> Danish boys.
4: <laughs>
3: I was
0: floating with you. I was, I
4: I, That's you that? <laughs> <laughs> great
1: question. So, anyways, uh, moving on to questions about porn or Dutch boys.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, as Jeff said so beautifully last night, I, I'm not going to say no until I get a greater yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what we have here is a greater yes. What we have here is the opportunity to learn and cultivate and build non-sexual intimacy, which, by the way, we can carry home and we can build beautiful sexual intimacy at home on the basis of non-sexual intimacy. That's been the great... uh, That's what saved my marriage. It isn't that I stopped looking at porn. It's that um, I learned... In, room, in rooms like this, how to be intimate? In my marriage, I had never known how to be intimate except to be physically intimate. So whenever we started to get close, whenever my wife approached me, I was I was always swinging for the fences, because I only knew one intimate thing to do, and and my mind was so polluted by pornography that even when we were doing what God, that uh, enjoying that gift that God had given us to enjoy as husband and wife um, I was always with a cast of thousands and she could tell she was being used
3: mm-hmm.
0: the great gift of Samson is that here I learned non-sexual intimacy, I learned how to share my heart first with other guys and then was able to do that same stuff at home and I was able to become emotionally intimate without swinging for the fences. Actually, fortunately, in the early years of recovery, my wife was, did not want to go there. And that turned out to be a very good thing. Because I learned how satisfying it is just to connect one heart to another, whether there's sex or not. Now we need to be in order to teach this, in order to model it. We have to be capable of it. Uh, But what what I I think the great treasure we have here is is we have the greater yes. I'm not about to launch on a campaign to ban porn. That's a losing campaign. I do think there are measures that we can take and must take to protect our kids. I think it's insane. That any unsupervised six-year-old can find the same stuff that hooked me as a married man. There's got to be. There's got to be something we can do. But to pretend that that is the solution is to delude ourselves. The solution is here.
7: Yeah, I agree.
0: My name is Glenn.
7: Glenn. Glenn. Um. I think that. intimacy with my wife has been lacking for me because of my inability to um to be intimate with anybody and um and i've really learned a lot about intimacy with this group and i think that it um i think it's like the flag of this group so um I don't really have any questions for you guys, but I want to since since the group is really growing and I mean like there's a footprint and I know it's it's been around for longer than, than I've known it um, but I want to submit a a joke to to be like the official Samson Society joke. Okay. All right, All right. cool. I'm ready. Right. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Baby. It's a little bit risky for me. Um, <laughs> But, but it's a, uh, you know, an experiment for me in, in, in intimacy. So <clears throat> there's a pirate monk that walks into a bar.
4: <laughs>
7: and uh, to, to everybody in the bar, it is quite obvious that this pirate monk has a steering wheel in his pants. And nobody really wants to say anything to him about it. Um, He walks with a weird swagger. He walks to the bar, and the bartender, um, still not saying anything about the steering wheel, asks him what he would like to drink. And the pirate monk says, "Um, give me a beer. And the bartender goes and gets him a beer and comes back and hands it to him. And the pirate monk takes a sip of his beer and the bartender can't help himself anymore. He has to ask and he says, hey, you know you've got a steering wheel in your pants. And the pirate monk says, argh, it's driving me nuts. (laughs) 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 Woo!
1: Oh. So he's are going so is that really hard for any other visual listeners? <laughs> and was it one of those big pirate ship steering wheels with for anyone else? Good. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the ebb and flow of just the feel of the conversation. Now that's good. I don't
2: know how I can follow that, but I, I actually have a question. Okay. I'm Gary. Hi hey, hey, Gary. Gary. From Tulsa, and uh, my question is in our in your Samson groups how do you handle uh, direct and indirect crosstalk especially sometimes when it's a newer person who is, for lack of a better word, fragile in the process of attending, but they find a way to directly or indirectly kind of crosstalk or fix. Can you give an example of indirect crosstalk? Yeah, indirect for me would be that I would, you might share that you're struggling with finances right now. So he's new. He's right. New, he's no, new. no, you're, oh. you're okay, a regular okay, okay. and I'm you're new. Okay. I'm new. Okay. So you would say, you know, really struggling with some financial decisions, or needs and, and i would come back maybe a few minutes later and say you know after i read dave ramsey um because you you mentioned the wall and, and so just for me just yeah. for me after i read dave ramsey mm-hmm. gotcha. uh i didn't have any financial problems um you would i have the book in the car if you need it um but you know and so it's kind of it's already over by the time yeah, right. you know where right, right. before you feel the burn that you've been fixed uh, yeah. And so it, it would be even more awkward for us, for those of us who are not the leaders of Samson, but provide leadership mm-hmm. to say, oh, time out. That was crosstalk. Somebody just got neutered. You know, we have to. So how do you handle that so that it doesn't become kryptonite for your groups? Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, uh, that's a real, real common dilemma uh, because the guy who does that is behaving the way Christians typically behave. <laughs> Um and if and if he comes carrying a Bible, the odds are he's gonna do it. Okay.
1: <laughs> and if he comes carrying a Bible and a Dave Ramsey book, it's
3: definitely
0: <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh no, it happens a lot. Uh and, and, and it's it's done really out of ignorance and out of training. And love sometimes. Yeah, my my strategy is, uh, I I let it go that time, and everybody everybody around everybody all the veterans know he just crossed a line. Mm-hmm. We don't do that, but we take it that first time. And when the meeting is over, invite him to the meeting after the meeting. If he can't come, then we have the conversation there before he leaves. Or take him aside. And say, and you got to say, you got to make it really gent- uh, gentle. Really glad you came tonight. Really glad you spoke up. Hey, there is something I do need to mention to you. And then go ahead and, say, and I'll tell you what. Odds are he, it doesn't even register yet that that's what he did. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can take a few. We can take a few hit, hits below yep. the belt. But it does has to be, have to be dealt with, and it should be dealt with. That night. That's how and, I do it. Does anybody and, else do it differently? Well, and I can
1: hear from your question. I appreciate that your concern is you don't want to shame this person because they're not going to come back. If right. If you're a more aggressive person in dealing with it, and you're like, "Well, I'm just trying to protect the intimacy of the group, so I got to do this." Okay, you will protect the intimacy of those guys that will come back, and you have not protected the
4: heart of a person that doesn't know the culture. Yeah, make, so make sure like one of your that. guys that has the best packaging, if you will. <laughs> you know, so I, I, yeah, be, identify the guy that can. You know what? He, he, let, let's get him to do it. You know, you might you might want to punt and have one of your guys do it. Yeah. You know, so be wise about it because yeah. you, you definitely don't want to run cats off. You,
1: you got yeah. It's called the velvet covered hammer. Yeah. Get the guy with yeah. the velvet yeah, yeah, covered yeah, hammer. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Question, but Nate also and no, he didn't say what you said. He said back there, we can hear you. It's just a room. Uh, yeah, come sit. But Nate asked, uh, does anyone else? have have ideas about how you've done it? Like, you guys might have some experience with that. All right, well, then Nate's idea stands.
3: Passed. <laughs> <laughs> It's never been so close